It's another Farm Friday, this time National League Central. We're talking who has the best and worst farm systems, of course. But we're also going to ask who's going to get the most help at the big league level in 2022 from their farm system, and will that be enough to let them win the division? Stay tuned. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated, lifelong minor league baseball advocate and fan. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And if you're on YouTube, we're excited to have you. Please do us a favor, like, and subscribe. It really does help the show a ton. So National League Central, you're talking farm systems. You obviously have to start off. That top tier there is the Pirates and the Reds. These two teams, and we've had those hosts on the show. We've had Ethan. We've had Jeff come on to talk about the Pirates and the Reds for a full episode. The teams that have good farm systems are a lot more eager to come on this show and talk about them. But the Pirates, Baseball America's number three farm system, I think it's easy for us to say, yes, this is the best system in the division. The Reds aren't as far away as some folks might think, but as of right now, this is the best in the division. The Pirates have six guys in the top 100. We've all heard about shortstop O'Neill Cruz, all six foot seven of him. But, I mean, they've got three infielders, a catcher, which is technically an infielder, but we're going to call them, we're going to split them up, and two pitchers. So I love that they have lots of guys that are close to the majors and ready to go, as well as impressive depth. Uh, so shortstop O'Neill Cruz, we, you know, Six foot seven, obviously, we've all heard about him. 2015 signing out of the Dominican Republic. This is the year where you would expect a 2015 signee to make an impact at the big league level. And it looks like he's going to have a chance to compete for the starting job out of spring training, whenever that is. And just a guy, absolute plus power. I mean, massive, massive bat. And He's a little aggressive, and so he's going to have that swing and miss, and I think that's probably why his hit tool is not graded higher, but his raw power just easily sticks out. He he played a grand total of two games at the MLB level last year, and he already has hit the hardest ball exit below-wise in Pirates history while using StatCast, 118.2 miles an hour for a single a single. I would be mad if I hit a ball 118. It was only a single. But he's the the question there is is he gonna stick it short? Because he's six foot seven. And I, I talked about this with Ethan. I think it was the very first week I was doing this show back in January. But I feel like a lot of the reason why people think O'Neill Cruz is gonna have to move off of short is because we just don't know what to do with a six foot seven inch shortstop. I mean, he already, I wanna say he already has the he is now already like the tallest full-time starting shortstop. I say full-time. He's played two games. But the one person taller than him, I think, was somebody playing out of position for like an inning or a, some sort of promotional deal. So he has, you know, like the hands to play shortstop. He has the arm to play shortstop. And I feel like the errors that you see kind of come from him rushing his mechanics more so than just not being sound for the position. So I feel good that he's going to stick there. 
And then when you're just kind of going through, you know, he's he's 14th on the list of top 100 prospects, but half these guys are in the top 50. You've got catcher Henry Davis, and Henry Davis is a guy that I've I've talked about quite a bit. He's got a really unique and interesting swing, but just he's not great defensively. And so the question is, is he going to be able to stick at, at catcher? Uh, he spent some time at high A last year, got, then got hurt and missed the rest of the season. And so it's, you know, big, big guy. I mean, 6'2", 210. And so the question is going to be, uh, what does he do? I He'll probably have a, I'm not quite sure where they're going to start him at this year. And I, obviously part of that is because of all of the uncertainty behind the lockout, but look for him to get on the fast track uh, simply because his power is really good and his his arm is fantastic, great arm. I he probably defensively could move off of short, but given his speed limitations, oh, I'm sorry, off a of catcher, but given his speed limitations, you're going to have to put him out probably at a corner outfield or a corner infield spot. I don't see him being able to do a lot more than that. But when you keep going through the system, I mean, the other guy in the top fifty, Nick Gonzalez, second baseman, and really, really kind of lost a lot of time because of the shutdown and that he broke his finger last year in May. So really kind of delayed what he was doing, but just an absolute hitting machine. Just, I mean, absolute pure hitter. Kid can hit, can get barrels like nobody's business. He he produces barrels like a cooperage. There's like five people that are going to get that, but just Google a cooperage. You don't know what it is. Uh, and so, and he's got very good plate discipline. So he's a guy, same thing. You're going to see them kind of move him kind of aggressively in the system and figure out his 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 true level and exactly where he's going to be. But he projects out to be a, a second baseman offensive first, but good enough defensively to make it work. Uh, who can contend like contend for all-star games. And then you kind of look at the other half of this, of these guys in this uh, top 100 are all back half guys, but you've got r- right-hand pitcher, Ronnie uh, Contreras, 2016 IFA. So again, right around that same timeline of he should be getting ready to, um, to debut sometime soon. Uh, he actually was part of the Jamison Talion trade and uh, last winter. And so a guy who should contend for a spot out of spring training, depending on or not when spring training is, kind of what happens there, but profiles as a middle rotation arm. Uh, you've got Quinn Priester, number 88 overall, another right-hand pitcher, 2019 high school kid. So he's got a couple years on him still, but he's a guy – I mean, fastball hits 98, just absolutely shows some pure good stuff. Um, so he's going to move up to the higher levels of the of the minor league system. Obviously going to be a little ways away being, uh, being a high school guy in 2019. So give him some time. And then uh, you know, shortstop Leover Proguero, 2017 IFA. Don't necessarily expect to see him just now, but another guy who can absolutely play shortstop and is, I mean, he has... He just has to fix the mental side of it. I mean, he he de- defensively is physically sound. He can make the plays. It's just his consistency. And then when he bats as well, same thing. Very aggressive, gets over eager, just needs to consistently kind of wait on the ball and be patient. Uh, but if he can fix both of those, he's probably going to be a an MLB regular and can definitely stick it short. And so overall, his pirate system, like I said, lots of pitchers close to the major leagues. I expect them to be able to make an impact. They've got good depth. And when you look at the balance of position players to pitchers, you like having some of both. And you kind of like where the Pirates are. And And the Reds are another system there where they've got 
arms that are close to the majors. They're number seven overall in the, in the Baseball America rankings of the best farm systems. They've got four guys in the top 100. But the thing with the Reds is a lot of those arms kind of profile as bullpen arms versus starters. I mean, that's not everybody. You've got you've got Hunter Green who has every single reason to to try out being a starter. I mean, he this he can touch 105. He touched 105 in spring training, 104 during the season. Uh, I mean, just absolutely throws gas. And somebody who has those skills, you want to see how they can do uh, when you're when you're trying to go out for multiple innings. I mean, he he he's got a slider that he is kind of eh, inconsistent. It's gotten better, inconsistent. He has a changeup, doesn't throw it with a lot of confidence. He really needs to get the belief in that. And so I think that's something his control's there. And his stuff is obviously there. You don't throw 105 if you don't have good stuff. And so he's a guy that just needs to, I think if you can get him in a starting role, give him some some uh give him some 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 appearances, give him some some starts, let him learn what he's doing, let him get confidence in that changeup, let him get a little more crisp on that slider. He's a guy who can definitely make an impact um, uh, in your rotation. But at the very least, he's absolutely has the pure stuff to be an impact uh, reliever, probably a closer. And then, you know, you just kind of look at some of these other guys. You've got Ellie De La Cruz. You've got Jose Barrero, two different shortstops, kind of high up. Um, De La Cruz is probably the best pure athlete in this entire farm system. Just absolutely uh, physical star. He's got great speed. He's got a great arm. Uh, his raw power is really good. His, I mean, it's he could legitimately have three seventy grades. I mean, his uh, his his speed, his arm, and his raw power all could be that good. Um, he he has a good chance to fit in at short. He can play third. He can play center field. His arm is absolutely a weapon. Offensively, he's got to settle down a bit. He's just got to get a little more consistent. He's very. Very aggressive, extremely aggressive, and just kind of once he faces some advanced pitching, he's going to go probably to high A Dayton this year. Once he faces some advanced pitching, he's really going to have going to going to learn the patience at the plate to go ahead and and make the adjustments he needs to make. But overall, this system, couple guys who are ready to debut, uh, couple guys who are close to the majors as far as bullpen arms, highlighted by Hunter Green, the flamethrower. And then position players with a lot of upside. They can do a lot of stuff. L.A. Dale Cruz, a lot of upside with him. Just needs to figure it out offensively as far as his approach. But if you want more on both of these guys, you can go back in the feed. We have a Locked on Pirates crossover, Locked on Reds crossover. Both of them great episodes. You can check out more. I do want to tell you about the Cubs and the Cardinals and some of what they did and some of what their their systems do. Uh, But first, I do want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. When we talk about all these young prospects putting on weight, we talk about how how minor leaguers don't necessarily have the best nutrition supply when they're in the minor leagues. Something like Built Bar is absolutely useful. Built Bars are the protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate. They taste better than candy bars. Uh, low calories, high protein, and it's, so it's something where if I had if I owned a minor league team. I would have tons of Built Bars available to these guys whenever they wanted them. Uh, it keeps them from eating candy. It's healthier for them, and it helps with their physical development. So check out all the flavors. It might be uh, a mint, bro- mint brownie, 
coconut almond, uh, white chocolate cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia. My wife had one of those today. Like all of those are great options. Or if you want a treat, go get the puffs. It's the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Those flavors are really interesting dessert flavors like coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So go check all those out. They're all on the website. While you're on the website, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So the next tier, Cubs and Cardinals. And both of these are kind of in that, you know, this is tier two, but this is kind of that middle, like average to slightly below average kind of, they could... These are the, the the teams that their systems are going to are going to take significant jumps next year because you're right there in that middle and you're going to kind of separate out of that pack. So the Cubs system, and, and they built these systems completely different ways. Cubs system, 15th overall. They've got two guys in the top 100. But the thing about this system is we need a lot more information about it because a lot of these guys are new. They got them in the fire sale last year when they got rid of Chris Bryant and uh, and 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 Anthony Rizzo um, and Craig Kimbrell and like all those guys. So you just we need more information on how a lot of these guys are going to do. Uh, so a lot of young pieces. So a lot of lower level guys. Uh, the Cubs A ball and Double A ball teams are going to be amazing this year. But you do have two guys in the top 100. So Brennan Davis is an outfielder in the top 16. He's actually the son of a former NBA point guard. So it's just always nice to see these little. Uh, connections with sports and things like that. But no, um, he he played basketball. He played football. He played baseball in high school. Uh, second round pick in 2018. And I mean, just all the way to AAA, went to the Futures game in Denver, was the MVP. Absolutely looks like he's going to be able to contribute soon. Uh, probably will debut this year. And very much has the build of that basketball player. Like six foot four, he's his arms are long, he's lean. I mean, six four, one seventy five. Like I'm one seventy five, and I'm six. I'm six nothing, and like I'm six foot even. So just as he fills out a bit, I think he might slow down a little bit. He's probably going to end up coming down from that sixty grade to a fifty or a fifty five. Probably move him to a corner. Uh, his arm is definitely strong enough though. You can put him in right, and and just. As he's adjusted, because and as, as as somebody who has incredibly long arms and grew into them kind of early, you have to learn where your body is, and you like when you have long levers, you struggle sometimes with getting everything to work in a timely fashion. And you can see that when he when he hits, he struggled against fastballs a lot, and he just kind of had to make adjustments to his swing to make everything work quicker, to just get through the moving parts of it and get it done and through. And he's done that. And so he's got above average defense. He's got a good approach at the plate. Uh, you know, he can, he's going to be average to above average. Uh, it's just something where he has a great approach. He's going to make pitchers throw him strikes. And so again, because there's so many open spots in Chicago, I expect him to come up this year. I expect you to be able to see him in Chicago. I don't think, I don't know if Christian Hernandez is is going to quite be there yet. Christian Hernandez is um, one of the top players in the 2021 IFA class. They signed him for a $3 million deal, which was a record for the Cubs as far as the, like the franchise, how big they did one. But played it in the Dominican Summer League, looked great, ends up coming in and like the, you know, in the top 100. Uh, looks like he's going to be an impact hitter, but he gets his first domestic action in 2022. So 
It's going to take a little while to see him in the major leagues, but it kind of fits the theme of a lot of the talent in this, this system is lower level guys. And so they're young. There's more volatility there. A lot of high schoolers, a lot of IFAs, things like that, but they're talented enough where some of these guys are going to pan out. And this is probably going to be the core of your team the next time they contend. Kind of really interesting. And it's kind of completely opposite from where the Cardinals are. So the Cardinals, uh, 18th overall system, they have three in the top 100. And I feel like the Cardinals system is heavily weighted towards the top. So once you get past these couple guys, it kind of drops off. But they have some of the older prospects in AAA that are either going to become those AAA quad A guys that just never really make a huge impact in in the in the show, or they're going to figure out the one thing holding them back and they're going to become a regular at the MLB level. And the good thing is when you look at a team like St. Louis, you have a core of guys to kind of build around. You don't necessarily have to have uh, all these guys make an impact right away. So, you know, you have time to wait on a guy like a Jordan Walker. Uh, He's number 24 overall prospect and 2020 high school guy out of Georgia. Uh, One of those things where obviously you lost most of the 2020 season, um, had a great year in uh, in, in 2021, 300 at-bats, batted 317, 388, 548, 14 homers, 14 stolen bases, and he's also 6'5", 220. So he's a big dude that can run. You don't see this a lot. Um, great raw power, had 116 mile an hour exit below ball his first month as a professional. So you kind of... Uh, you can tell that he he needs some time to adjust to pro pitching. When they uh, moved him from from uh, low A to high A, his his walk rate cut in half from almost fifteen percent to like six percent, and his strikeout rate rose by ten percent from seventeen to twenty seven. So you can tell like he needs a little bit of time to figure it out. But the good thing is, St. Louis, you've got guys at the corners who can kind of hold this down. You may have heard of him, Nolan Arenado. Like you may have heard of the guy. So. You've got some time. He's probably going to start off double A. Uh, I could see him if he plays well, finishing up the year this year in triple A. And then you're looking at, you know, uh, one to two years before he sh- before he shows up at the show. And then the guy right behind him, Nolan Gorman, uh, third baseman, second baseman. Uh, they're not quite sure where he's going to play, but they know he's not going to play short. Uh, he, I, he was a third baseman. He moved to second after they acquired Nolan Arenado. But he's a guy... Uh, Another guy, 2018 high school guy, lost that 2020, but had the alternate site, was in the upper minors, finished third in in the entire system with uh, 25 home runs, uh, and got better as he advanced. His strikeout rate went down as he went up and up on levels. Really good arm strength. Um, His footwork is getting there. He's going to be average defensively, but he is a bat-first hitter. I mean, he is a middle-of-the-order give me 30 home runs a year guy. He's probably going to be able to make his debut this year. They'll start him off in AAA. But um, regardless of where he plays, I mean, he, he his carrying tool is absolutely his bat and his power. He uh, he is going to uh, crush balls. And he's going to be one of those guys that's going to, I predict right now he's going to have that kind of thing like, like Austin Riley did, where he comes up and he crushes a ton of baseballs. And then pitchers figure out that, uh, okay, he does great with p- pitches down in the zone, but you can get him to chase, and and they're going to start you know trying to fool them with with movement and off speed stuff, and 
make him adjust to it. But going to absolutely be an impact guy um, this year for the Cardinals. Again, assuming we have a season, I, I that joke does not hit that much anymore. It's just it just hurts now. And he's probably going to be joined uh, by the third guy in that top 100, Matthew Libertor, uh, left-handed pitcher. Going to profile as a good, probably number three or so. He's got uh, he's got above average curveball. He's got a fastball that really doesn't know what velocity he wants to be. It's not as hard as a lot of guys do, but all the secondaries are great. Curveball, um, low 80s slider. He's got a change. And they're all above average. And so nice, nice, uh, Nice arsenal. He's a good mental pitcher, kind of really knows how to attack hitters and what he wants to do. So a lot of talent. They've got enough there to help the big league club. The thing that I worry about is once those guys come up to the major league level, after that, you have a steep drop off to everybody else. And so uh, the Cardinals are going to have to make some savvy trades, get lucky with some IFAs, go a little heavier in the international free agent market. Uh, to try to replace some of this top-level talent simply because um, so much of it is at a high level and getting ready to debut. And um, and if I had to kind of place a bet on it, I will tell you, you know, if you're doing that the uh, in the next segment, who I think is going to win this division. Uh, but first, I want to think about our friends uh, at Bet Online. This was brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, And I know that football is now over, but uh, basketball is still going, pro and college basketball. I actually... Uh, Got to go to an Auburn basketball game the other day, number two team in the country. Tons of fun. That arena was rocking. So whether you're caught up in the spirit of pro and college basketball or you want to check out the other sports going on right now, hockey, boxing, UFC, the Olympics, uh, you can, you know, betonline.net is your number one spot for all of those sports betting needs, whether it's sports scores, breaking news, updates, things like that. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. And the final system here in the in tier three is the Brewers, twenty fifth overall system, and this is another situation kind of like I talked about with the Brave system, where you're not as mad because it's doing its job. They've graduated so many pitchers in recent years and good pitchers in, to the major league level, and so what you have left is one guy in the top one hundred, left hander Aaron Ashby. Um, 2018, I believe it was a junior college guy. Yeah, 2018 junior college guy, fourth round pick. And so just, I mean, one minor league pitcher of the year, first year in the system. <laughs> and then one instructional league pitcher of the year in his first offseason in the system. And so a lot of promise. He's now a, a, a power pitcher. He actually had two appearances against the Braves in the NLDS. But um, fastball can touch 99. Doesn't have the contact he necessarily needs to have with it, but it doesn't matter because the slider is a plus pitch at worst, if not even better. And he does a really good, at, uh, really good job at disguising it. And so he can really kind of throw you off as far as it looks like it's a strike, and then boom, it's gone. I mean, just right out of the zone. Uh, he's got a changeup. He's worked on it a lot. It's, it's at least average now, which is better than it was. And then you know, a little bit of a harder changeup. But if you're throwing 99, you can have a 80, uh, 87, 88, 89, 90 changeup and you can get away with it. Um, you know, it has good action to it. So it, 
you can make up for the fact that the, maybe the speed gap isn't as much as you want because it's got good late action to the pitch. It makes it harder to hit. And then has a curveball. Good. Doesn't use it enough. He likes to go to the slider a lot. And so he he relies heavily on that fastball slider combo. Um, again, has a changeup, has the curve, needs to trust those a little bit more. Um can get a little deception in his delivery. He'll, he might mess with his tempo, might mess with his his leg lift, things like that. So obviously going to be going to be better without guys on base. It's hard to do a lot of that when you're in the stretch, but just absolutely can be a number two or number three if you can work on the command and specifically the fastball command. He needs to learn uh, where to place it. He needs to learn um, how to get it there and when to do it. And I kind of see him as taking that same development role that you saw Corbin Burns do and Brandon Woodruff do, where he might start off being used some as a reliever with the intention of we're going to move him into the bullpen eventually. So I actually think that um, you may, like, if you see him in 2022, it's going to be as a reliever. And if and if the rotation stays healthy, you don't need him, you, then you'll see him probably in 2023 as a starter. I think he might be better as a starter, Simply because I just don't trust the fastball enough for him to be a full time, um, full time reliever without a fastball that you can command like that. But especially when you have good good secondaries. But that's the issue with this system is you've got him, and then you've got a lot of young guys, and they've got, like really young guys. They've got a lot lot of upside, but they're young, and so there's a lot of that volatility in there. I mean, you've got. You've got 2021 draft pick Sal Frelick, who undrafted out of high school. You know, he's he's a short king, 5'9, 175, ACC Defensive Player of the Year at Boston College. You've got Bryce Terang, the shortstop out of um, high school in 2018, the first round pick. Uh, may do, maybe it's short, maybe it's second, but a guy like needs to add power if he wants to be a regular. And if not, you're looking at a utility guy. And so, like a lot of these guys, you know, they have. You know, 2020 pick Garrett Mitchell out of UCLA, the outfielder, kind of like one of those things. You have a lot of, you have questions um, about these guys, a lot of talent, more volatility than you would like. And so that's why the Brewer system kind of gets downgraded a bit to 25th. And when you look at it and it's like, okay, who's going to benefit the most from their farm system in 2022? The teams that I think about, I think about the Pirates, I think about the Cardinals. Uh, both of the, you know, the Cardinals, Bring up, going to bring up a couple guys. The Pirates obviously have plenty of jobs open. There's not very many jobs that are safe um, in Pittsburgh. We lose as many games as they have. Everything's up for grabs. And so I think those two teams are probably going to get the most benefit out of their farm system. But as far as who's actually going to win the division, BetOnline.net does not have any divisional odds yet. I think they're waiting for the lockout to be over. But, you know, looking at the performance last year, the Cardinals had a great second half. Uh, but, you know, the Brewers were good. They have good pitching. I think it's going to be really close. They can go either way between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Um, I have the Cardinals winning by probably a game over the Brewers, but they're going to take it out to that final weekend of the season. Uh, the Reds probably a year away. I do think the Pirates have a good, have a chance to out uh, outperform the Cubs, depending on what the Cubs do. Do they decide to go total rebuild and move Contreras? You know, what do they do? But I just... I think the Cardinals getting that extra help from their major league ready talent on the farm is going to just put them right over the Brewers into first place and win the division and make the playoffs. 
Uh, but either way, going to be interesting and fun to see. Um, it's been a great week on the show. Have a great, like, enjoy your weekend. Have a good time. We're going to come to you on Monday with a special President's Day episode of Locked On MLB Prospects. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for the show, you have anything for me, we're going to, we're going to do a mailbag in a week. Uh, you can send it to me. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Uh, please like, rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and then, and until then, until Monday, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.